Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to r slash am I the jerk, where this man wonders if he's in the right or the wrong for giving a fake name at Starbucks when his girlfriend gets extremely angry at him for doing so. Am I the jerk for giving a fake name at Starbucks? Alright, so I am a 22 year old man and I think this whole thing is ridiculous, but my girlfriend is really angry at me, so here we go. I don't like giving my real name at places like Starbucks and similar stores where they shout out your name when the order's ready. I can't tell you why. I have a normal, reasonably common name that I like fine enough, but for some reason it majorly creeps me out when a barista shouts my name through a room full of strangers. I guess it's just some harmless quirk I have, at least to me. So whenever I'm at a store where they want your name, I say it's Tom. That's literally the name I use. Nothing inappropriate or outlandish, just plain Tom. I know I am meant when they call it as I always use the same one so there's no confusion or anything. They yell Tom, I get my drink or my food and it's never been a problem until now. A couple of days ago, I was at Starbucks with my new girlfriend and ordered our drinks while she sat down. I gave them my fake name as always and when our order was ready and they shouted Tom, I went and got it. My girlfriend was a bit confused and asked me if I went and got someone else's order, which is fair enough. So I explained the thing to her and thought that was that but she got really angry. She says it's really disrespectful to lie like that and that I am making everybody in the store out to be creeps who will do something bad if they know my name, which is not at all what's happening. I just don't like when they yell my real name, so I found a harmless way to get around that. But she can't see it like that. She thinks I'm a pathological liar who is way too suspicious of everyone and I need to stop. I really can't see the problem she has. It's really not that deep. I don't think I'm hurting anyone, or am I? So yeah, I'm really confused by her reaction and asking myself if I'm the jerk after all, for some reason I can't comprehend. So Reddit, am I the jerk for giving a fake name? No, in my opinion, you're not. It's not as if you're giving a stupid name, right? If you were taking the mick and just trying to be funny and cool and trendy, then I say, uh, yeah, you are in the wrong because there's no need to do that. However, nobody is getting offended by the name Tom, are they? That's completely fine. Your reasoning is completely fine. If you fully explain this to your girlfriend and she doesn't get it, then suck her off, mate. She's clearly weird. It's very easy to understand why you do this. And by the way, it's fine if she doesn't agree. Your reasoning makes sense. If she doesn't understand that, that's on her. Am I the jerk for telling my vegan sister she can't serve only vegan food at our family reunion? Hey all, I'm genuinely torn about this and I need some clarity. Every year, our family has a reunion where different members host. This year, it's my younger sister's turn. She's been vegan for about three years and is quite passionate about it. We all respect her choices and make sure there are a good variety of vegan options whenever we have family gatherings. When she announced she'll be hosting, she also said that the entire menu would be vegan to align with her beliefs and that it's a chance for the family to try something different. 
Some family members were excited, but others, including many of the older folks, were pretty upset and felt like they were being forced into her lifestyle, even if just for one meal. I spoke to her privately and I asked if she'd be open to including a few non-vegan dishes for those who aren't keen on a full vegan menu. She got quite defensive, saying this was her chance to showcase veganism and that for one meal, everyone can give it a go. Now, I respect her beliefs, but I also think that forcing an entire family to adopt her choices, even if just for one meal, isn't fair. She's now upset with me for not being supportive and says I'm not respecting her choices. So, am I the jerk? I mean, yeah, you definitely are. How can you just not have one vegan meal? once like she's completely right what you're doing pretty much by saying this is that you just don't really respect vegans surely is that not what you're saying because it's just like you just can't be bothered to do it for just one meal it's not as if you're being forced to eat food that you don't want to eat by the way like it's not as if you're a vegan and your sister is forcing you to eat meat or something that would be wrong this is fine like all the stuff that you're gonna eat is probably part of your normal diet anyway and why not just embrace it and say oh this is really cool you know let's kind of understand what my sister's cooking is like to a more deeper level and see if i like this food crazy am i the jerk for making my oldest pay back a three thousand dollar dress that she ruined my oldest bethany who is 16 has a step sibling maria who is 14 bethany and i are white while my husband and maria are mexican descents they've been in each other's lives since they were six and seven and overall the relationship has been good until recently maria's quinceanera is coming up and my husband and his ex-wife took her to get her dress the dress and other additions came to around three thousand dollars my daughter has been very jealous of the whole party i've informed her it is part of the culture just like when she had a huge sweet 16 party with her friends i spent more time with her to try to make her feel better about it and got her own much cheaper dress for the party The party is supposed to be in two weeks, but my daughter, after an argument with Maria about the TV, scribbled Sharpie all over the expensive dress and ripped the back. Long story short, everyone was fuming. I gave money to my husband and his ex to try and get a new dress ASAP. I informed my daughter that she will need to get a job and pay back the full price of the dress as punishment. We got in a huge argument over it with my daughter saying the whole situation isn't fair that I'm choosing Maria and being a huge jerk. So, am I being a huge jerk? Now, some of you might be thinking that um, $3,000 is a lot of money for a 14, almost 15-year-old girl. However, you've got to learn these things, don't you? You simply have to. Now, look, there's an argument to say that you don't want to put a young teenager in, in debt or you know a serious amount of debt, but surely after doing that and working to, to make $3,000, she will never ever do something like this again and will understand that her actions have repercussions so yeah it's a lot of money but it's it's her damage that she caused so yeah she she owes the money oh sorry i just realized that your daughter is 16 maria is is 14 15 she's done it to someone that's younger than her as well i mean that's awful she's getting jealous of of a, of a younger half sister it's a bit weird isn't it now that i've realized that she's actually 16 yeah she's definitely old enough to to have this sort of punishment put on her ultimately it's not even a punishment she owes the money simple as that am i the jerk for telling my husband i find him disgusting and i want us to sleep in separate beds my husband and i welcomed our second child four months ago with having a new baby i'm extra cautious about germs and cleaning this got me thinking about my husband's shower routine he would take a shower in the morning and go off to work 
He's a chemist, so mostly desk job, but sometimes he walks outside from one building to the next. They're less than a block away. We live in humid, hot Florida, so of course that adds some inevitable perspiration to the equation. He's also a manager, so he deals with people all day long. I've tried to bring up the subject of him taking a quick shower when he gets home from work or even just before bed. He says that he does not need to take another shower since he showered in the morning. I try to explain that I don't feel comfortable with him laying in the bed because I lay our baby there sometimes and I feel like the bed sheets are dirty by him laying on them. Same with our comforter. No, the baby sleeps in a bassinet safely next to me, but during the day I will lay him on the bed while I do chores around him, like folding laundry, etc. I realize that everybody has their own routines, but I've washed my hair in the morning, showered and gone through the day. At the end of it, I'm feeling dirty, grimy, and I'm in need of a shower before bed. How can he be okay with having gone through the whole day and not feel like he should shower? I finally told him I'm not comfortable with him laying in bed dirty, so he should sleep in the guest room. I have OCPD, so it's really hard for me to not have things be the way I feel they should be in my mind. In my mind, it's disgusting for him to lay in bed dirty, but what do you guys think? Am I the jerk? Sorry, saying that you have OCPD is not a, that's not an excuse. That's just, that's, sorry, it isn't. A lot of people have that. That's not OCD. That's just liking things done the way that you like them in, in order, which the majority of people like. I mean, maybe I'm getting that wrong. I, you know, I'll have a quick look at what OCPD really is, but I would say myself that I have that. And you can't say, no, you have to have two showers a day because I have OCPD. That's insane. The primary difference is that OCD includes obsessions and compulsions while OCPD does not. That's kind of what I think. Like OCPD is more of just a, a preference, really. OCD is you you are characterized by intrusive thoughts. So having OCD is one thing. That is a, you know, a mental disorder. Having OCPD and liking things done the way that you like them, I mean, come on. You can't force a man to have two showers a day. I have a shower once a day in the evening and that's it. Personally, I don't really understand the morning shower banter. I know a lot of people do. You want to get up, but you want to get fresh for the day. Maybe maybe you disagree. Let me know in the comments down below. Really interesting discussion there about the, the benefits of showering at different times of the day. That is what I love to bring to you guys on this channel. But um, nonetheless, the way you've gone about this and, and telling your husband that you find him disgusting because he only wants to shower once a day. Yeah, pretty crazy. Also, why not just put your kid somewhere else if it's that much of an issue. There, there are workarounds here. You don't have to say, I find you disgusting, sleep in another bed. Am I the jerk for kicking out my girlfriend and her son after she invited her ex into our home? Me and my girlfriend, Sarah, have been together for four years. She has a son, Nathan, who is nine, with her ex, Mark. Sarah has full custody of Nathan with her ex having scheduled visitations one weekend of every month. Sarah and Nathan moved in with me a little over a year and a half ago. And from my perspective, it was a little rocky at first. I've always been pretty protective of my space, so making room for two other people was difficult for me. When Sarah moved in with me, we agreed that the visitations for Mark would be held in our apartment as long as I'm home. The main reason I wanted this is because I don't know Mark that well, and I don't really want him wandering around our apartment without me there. When we proposed this idea to Mark, he was fine with it. Now moving on to the real issue. Three weeks ago marked four months since Mark's last visit, so I'd asked Sarah when he was planning on visiting Nathan. My girlfriend replied by shrugging her shoulders and telling me she'd ask. She never followed up with it. So a few days ago, I asked when Mark's next visit was, and Sarah said she'd tell me when she knew. Nathan was in the living room but had apparently overheard us and shouted something along the lines of Dad was here last weekend, remember? Sarah's face immediately dropped and when I asked what Nathan meant, 
she wouldn't give me a direct answer eventually she ended up telling me that for the past two visits mark had been to our apartment when i was working when i accused her of going back on our agreement she kept telling me this was her home too and she could invite whoever she wanted and that it was fine because she was here and watching I told her that was besides the point and she violated my trust it blew up into a huge argument which ended in me telling her to get out of my apartment she packed up and left with nathan last i heard she was staying with her parents i've gotten several messages from both sarah and her parents calling me a jerk for kicking her and nathan out of their home for something so small she's even been blasting me on instagram and facebook about how horrible i am to do this to her it's got me thinking that i might be the jerk but i'm not entirely sure yet Am I? No, you're definitely not. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You had an agreement, a verbal agreement, sure, but an agreement with with your partner and she's gone against it. Simple as that. You're allowed to get angry at that. Like, she's been lying to your face for a few months. It's terrible form and yeah, I kick her out too. I think that's completely fair. I really do. I don't think there's much more to say than that. I think importantly as well, you said that it's your apartment that they've moved into. Now, look, obviously you're in a, in a relationship and, and by you saying that you are kind of, you know, cohabiting and it has to be their apartment as much as it's yours. And well, definitely your girlfriend's as much as it is yours, but you do own it at the end of the day. It is yours. So if there is some sort of conflict and, and it, it comes to you as, as to a decision as to what you want to do in terms of your living space. And if you don't feel comfortable living with, with your girlfriend at this moment in time, then you can say, sorry, you need to move out. I'd like, you can't be the jerk for, for kicking her out. Sorry. And look, it sounds as if she can go to her mum's for a bit as well. But it's not ideal. She's been lying to your face for a few months. Get a go. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Am I the jerk for not fighting for my daughter to be valedictorian? My daughter's school did not choose her to be valedictorian for graduation, and she is still salty about it. Her high school normally goes with the highest grade point average, but it can be between the top five students if one demonstrates high academic achievement like winning a competition. My daughter was the leader of and won a national robotics competition. And being the top one to two students, she was sure she would get valedictorian. But the school broke away from their criteria by choosing a girl who'd been in a car crash caused by a hit and run driver. The girl wasn't badly injured, but her mum died from the accident and she went on to finish the year with good grades. She wasn't in the top five students and only took one AP class, whereas most previous valedictorians came from the IB or full AP course load. My son was valedictorian four years prior and also did full IB. So my daughter was really angry when she found out because she felt like it was unfair and also thought it was racist because kids and parents have been complaining that only Asian students ever got the award. According to her, the last eight years, it was always an Asian who had won. And while my daughter is half Asian, so is my son, the school was trying to find a non-Asian to appease the families. She said she would have been okay with the other five top students winning, but to give it to someone with just above average grades when the criteria was about academics made her feel like she and the other five, which according to her were all Asians, 
were discriminated against. I don't know if this is true and I understand why it's unfair and even agree with it to an extent. But the girl lost her mother and still finished the year with good grades and that should be recognized. Also, the valedictorian has been made public and if my daughter tried to get it overturned, it would make her look like a sore loser. I did explain all of this to her and I told her that she was going to MIT already with a partial scholarship and everybody knew she was smart. She needs to accept sometimes that unfair things happen. She was extremely angry at me for not going to the principal about this. And my wife was also angry because she felt like the school discriminated against our daughter. She's now in her first semester at MIT. And while she likes it, she says that most people in her classes were valedictorians in their high schools. And she feels like she was robbed when she worked so hard. I thought she'd forget about it but she seems to still be angry and not as close to me as before. So am I the jerk for not talking to her school about this when I could? That right there is called life. Life is not fair. It sounds like she deserves to be valedictorian. Fair play to her. She worked very hard and I can fully understand from her perspective that it's quite sad to to not get this. And yeah, maybe it's a little bit strange that she's still going on about this despite the fact that she's now in college and surely you would have thought she got over it but move on to better things but but clearly not however i can i can understand that she's worked very hard for something that she feels like she's owed and she hasn't got it and that's that's irked her but she's not the first person that's that's happened to and she won't be the last not just with valedictorians but in life i'll be honest i don't know how important or meaningful valedictorians are in american high schools you'll have to let me know in the comments down below but I mean, we have something similar, I think, which is like head boy, head girl in in school. And people really want to get that sort of stuff. But sometimes they don't, even though they deserve it. And by the way, the person that did actually get it is pretty astonishing, right? I would say they deserve it more than Opie's daughter, to be completely honest. Like, your mum was killed. You were in the car, yet you still do really well in school. Is that not more deserving of someone that had a nice, normal life? Their parents are still alive and they did better academically? I don't know. It's a tough spot, but I think for this argument, it seems reasonable. The only thing that I could say was that if you really wanted to, you could ask a question about the the Asian thing and the discrimination. I mean, I don't see how it can be, but who knows? I mean, we're missing context here. I think really your daughter is clutching at straws a little bit with that, but who knows? I mean, there could be more to that. But yeah, I don't think that's reason enough to say that, no, you should have really gone to the school and and protested and said, what's going on here? The fact of the matter is someone else won it. And that's, that's life. I mean, can you imagine though, if you did protest, how bad that would look? You're protesting against someone who's, I mean, I don't know why, it's it's not funny. It's kind of funny. As in like the the irony of the whole situation. You protesting against a girl that did so well after her mum was killed in front of her about her being a valedictorian because your daughter got better grades. How bad would that look? So yes, good thing that you didn't do that. Let's be completely honest. And uh, yeah, as I said, that is life. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. Hope you enjoyed this episode of r slash am I the jerk. If you did, you want more am I the jerk stories and, and posts and conundrums, check out the video or the episode on screen also linked down below in the description on whatever platform you're on if you are on youtube like this if you're on any other podcast platform follow me subscribe whatever the whatever the button is that you can see on your screen right now or on your phone click it just do it do it for me and i'll see you guys all tomorrow for some more reddit stories why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.